Welcome to the Authentic Wellness Podcast. This is where I, Sophia, a real woman, speak to real women and some men about issues that matter to all of us. Now, without further ado, let's talk about it. Welcome to another episode of the Authentic Wellness Podcast. I am so glad you are here today because you are in for a treat. We have a friend of the show, not even a friend, she is family. I have Essie Baines here with me today and you probably have gone into the archives and you've heard her take on financial wellness, but here she's, today she's here to show us, to share with us a totally different side of herself. And I think that's important simply because we all have so many sides to us. We are women who are traversing this new land. We're going over new boundaries and we have to be able to talk about the stories that we learn along the way, whether they're good, bad, indifferent. And she's just here to shed some light on things we probably have experienced. I know I've had my bout with it and we'll just dig deep into that because she's ready to tell her story. So welcome, Essie. Welcome, my sister. I have missed you so much. It's been so <laughs> long you, since we've you, you. you. And you know you are always family girls. So take it away. Yeah. So I kind of like wanted to touch deep. Everybody talks about finance, recession, how to protect yourself, and all of that kind of stuff. But we don't talk about the darker side, what goes be on behind closed doors. So, um, as you know, and, you know, I guess I have to let your clients know, your, your listeners out there know, um, being in love with an addict, being in love with someone that, you know, is not good for you, is unhealthy, your relationship is unhealthy, and you find yourself sinking into a hole, you find yourself sinking into depression and all of that stuff. So, I wanted to come on here and just tell my side of the story, I guess, or maybe somebody's going through it that may need to he hear it and give them encouragement to, you know, walk away or seek help or something because it's unhealthy. Um, so, um, as you know, I've been married for over 10 years, um, going through, you know, the lies, the cheating, the stealing the everything under the sun you know even a child out of wedlock and all of that stuff me adopting uh my son and everything else and it's been a struggle and over the last two years has been the worst because come to find out he was on drugs and on drugs heavy like crack cocaine regular cocaine, weed, popping pills, mollies, ecstasy, whatever he can pop, he did, you know? And I didn't realize that I was enabling him. You know, when I thought I was encouraging, when I thought, you know, I can be his rock, when I thought that I can, you know, change who he is, I was kidding myself and I realized I was doing it more for me than I was doing it for him, you know, 
because I wanted to keep our marriage together. I wanted to keep the family together. I wanted him in the house to help raise his son and all of that stuff. So I kept giving chances after chances, excuses after excuses. But at the end of the day, all I was doing was enabling. And while I was enabling, all he was doing was taking and taking and taking till there's nothing more to take. There's no more tears. There's no more yelling. There's no more screaming. There's no more anger. It's just a flat blah. There's nothing worse than a silent woman. Yeah. Because as long as that woman is nagging you, as long as she's telling you this and telling you that, you're pretty safe. <laughs> At the point where she becomes silent, baby, you better run. Yeah. <laughs> Period. It, point it, point. It, it got to that point where I was just, I became silent. Mm. I didn't talk. I didn't scream. I didn't yell. I didn't question. I didn't investigate. I was just silent. You know, he had a seizure. Mm. He was sitting in the back porch and he had told me he stopped, you know, gave me all the paraphernalia, you know, watched me throw it away and everything else. You know, he's going to go get help. He's going to do this. He's going to do that. And I, again, give you another chance. All right, let's go. Let's start. You know, he was on the back patio. I was in the room. I heard him scream like, you know, ah, like somebody stretching, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't really pay attention to it. Then I heard Christian scream my name. Mm-hmm. I go out there. He's having a seizure. Wow. And it took me a minute to call 911. Hmm. Why is that? To be honest, I wanted him to die. It would end the pain for both it of them. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just, it was like, you know what? But then, you know, Christian snapped me at, Ma, call. I called 911. Right. Right. And he was still lying. Mm-hmm. I didn't do anything. I didn't take anything. I didn't. I don't know what happened. Da 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 da. Paramedics came. Christian moved the cushion where he was at and found the crack pipe. Oh, so I told the paramedics. I said he smoked crack. Mm. Okay. I went to the hospital. He was still lying to the doctors. I told the nurse. I said he's lying to you guys. He smoked crack. That's why he had the seizure. Mm. So, of course, now they're doing a whole different type of, of panel and, right. and, and evaluation and everything else. So he got pissed off at me because I left. I didn't stay at the hospital. I left. I'm done. So I left the hospital. So he leaves the hospital. Mm. You know, pulls the IVs out. Boom. Wow. The hospital, walking the streets and stuff. So again, softer side of me. I don't want you to be in the streets. I don't want you to be homeless. Da, da, da. You can sleep in the garage. You know, so your son can see. You can take your son to school. Something. Right. Again, worked his way from the garage back into the main house. Then 
my shit started disappearing. Girl. Christian's headphones, laptops, TVs, my credit, my, all of my business cards. He took every single one of my business credit cards, Lowe's, Capital, um, Lowe's, uh, Home Depot, Chevron, Shell, maxed them all out. Everything is at the pawn shop. He was selling gas with my cards. In the world. $10,000 worth of gas. I have to commend you because if it was me, I'll be in somebody um, Department of Corrections or somebody nut house. So my hat's off to you, sis. Only because of Manny. Yes. The cutie. <laughs> Only because mm -hmm. of Manny, because you know me. Yes, I, and I do. That's what I'm like, sis. <laughs> Only because of Manny. Yeah, and he, and he has to have somebody. Yeah. That baby needs somebody. And I'm yeah. so glad it was you. It was a reality check of like, well, dang, he did it to his mama. What made me think mm. that he wasn't going to steal from me? Right. You know, I had blind. I mean, it's not like I had blinders on, but I had blinders on. Right. You know, yeah. it's like I want to keep giving him the benefit of the doubt because I loved him, you know, because it's like, damn, all of my past relationships went down the drain. Yeah. Let me hold on to this one. He's got potential. He's got this. He's got that. Me again, making all types of excuses. He doesn't want to help himself. All right. So he went, kicked, I got to go. He went, went into rehab. Went into the halfway house. Mm -hmm. Didn't do nothing. Didn't even make it 30 days in the halfway house. Wow. Lying. Got a job at 7-Eleven. Stole from 7-Eleven. Mm. Got fired from 7-Eleven. You know? And it was just like, I'm done. Christian gave him the, his truck because it's like, Christian's like, I'm not investing any more money on this truck. You can have it, whatever. Mm -hmm. and he didn't you know take Christian's name off of it or the insurance and everything else so we went down to the DMV took everything off mm -hmm. and so you, you know I told you, you hey you're driving around dirty you need to do what you're supposed to do right didn't do it you know and it's just like nobody can tell you that you've had enough nobody can tell you hey Essie you need to leave him. Oh, that couldn't have been me. You know, oh, how can you do that? Da, da, da. Nobody can tell you that you've had enough until you've reached that point mm -hmm. of having enough. Absolutely. You know, we as women have a, this nurturing part of us. We want to always help and mm -hmm. build and we have to, you know, basically re-raise these men in this society yeah and it's like why and we will nurture to our detriment so while they're benefiting from everything we're nurturing and everything we're giving we are just they keep going up we keep going down 
yes. skills don't get leveled. Yeah. They, they don't level out. Because it doesn't matter how much you love a person. If they don't love themselves and they don't want to get the help, I never dealt with drugs, mm. right? I don't know the, the, the scope of why it's such an addiction or why it's such a, you know, you can't let it go, but I'm, I see it. And it's like, no matter what, you have to not want to and not make the excuse, well, hey, I stopped smoking crack, but I can still smoke weed. Right. You know, or I stopped smoking weed, but I can still drink. You got to stop it all. You can't just, you know, yeah. and it was just me listening to all the excuses. Oh, I can do it myself. I can do it myself. Oh, you know, I can still drink and not, you know, have the craving for crack or I can do. And I watch it just spiral out the way. And he was so good at hiding it. Mm -hmm. It's like, I wouldn't catch on that he was doing it unless he was started going into withdrawal. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. You know, totally functional, totally just, you know, every day. It's not until he started going through the withdrawals that like, something is wrong with you. Mm -hmm. Something is wrong with you. No, 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 no. It's just hot out here. It's just hot. It's just hot. I'm hot. Um, so was that incident the the very last straw i mean do you have communication now what he's in jail right now oh wow so he got picked up on august 4th for drugs um uh and a couple of other things theft and some other stuff that he's in jail for and i haven't reached out he hasn't called mm -hmm. and i mean i had him blocked before that mm -hmm. You know, but it's just, I, I had to make a choice that I had to let go as much as it hurts and everything else. Cause I mean, you know, I, I went through what, 10 years of the cheating and the lying, you know, but this time with the drugs and everything else and you stole, and it's not the fact that you stole from me, but you stole from your kids, yeah. mm -hmm. you know? You, you, he pawned uh, Manny's uh, a little game Aww. thingy, you know, and stuff like that. You know, he took Christian's headphones. He took Christian's uh, PlayStation. It's like, you stole from your kids. Mm. And it's like, why? For five minutes, 10 minutes of, of a high? Yeah, actually. Um, simply because... Yeah, like I said, I, I had a relationship with someone that exact same predicament. And what I learned through all of that is there's no high like that very first one. And they spend the rest of the time trying to get that first one back. It's just like, and and I don't know. No, I can't compare it because it's like it was just like an orgasm, but it's not. Some are better than others. So that won't work. <laughs> I mean, that very first time, because if, if, if you were, you know, doing it all the time and you never had it, and then you, that first time you really have one, mm -hmm. and it's like the intensity, the rush, the euphoria is there, 
and you want to get that again, but there will never be a high like that very first high. And it's unlike alcohol because alcohol just leaves you feeling drunk with a headache. And if you're lucky, you're, you're throwing up and you're praying to the porcelain God for right. hours and then you're okay. But right. there's something totally different. I even, even as a result of that relationship, I was so traumatized. I had to go get certification in substance abuse to find out why does this have a hold on certain people mm-hmm. and have a hold on them like it does because it's horrible. I mean, when I was in this relationship, it was like this person would lie, they would cheat, like the smallest things like DVDs. Take a, take 20 of my DVDs, which you're gonna go get $5 for them at the pawn shop, but that $5 is enough for a hit. Yeah, if I totally got a phone call saying, hey, you know, your sword that you pawned for $5 is still here and I'm like, you pawned a sword for five dollars? Like seriously? Right. Yeah. Oh, and okay. you'll never. And either, all I can offer is that there was some traumatic experience that he was running away from, and in my case, that that gentleman was running away from, and didn't want to deal with it. And while you don't know how a person is going to react to trauma. Drugs are the easiest and the quickest way to just get an out-of-body experience for a short amount of time. So that's what it's it's like, is to numb the pain, Mm -hmm. is to numb the loneliness, is to numb this, is to numb. And it's like, to numb what? It's like, I'm not understanding because what are you in pain about? What are you empty about? What are you, you know, it's and like, you're not lonely because I'm here. I'm here. Exactly. I try to encourage you. I try to build you up. Mm-hmm. I try to do this. I try to do that. I try to, you know, send you to school, send you, give you a business, do every single thing. And it's just, you just want to stay down here, mm-hmm. you know, and not improve yourself and stuff like that. And it's just, it got to the point where I couldn't enable any, I couldn't. And and that's good for you. That's good for you because you, and full disclosure, um, as he was my client once upon a time, you've always dealt with that from the the past when we started you and you finally found your voice. You held space for yourself and said, I don't deserve to be treated like this. I don't deserve this life. And I'm not going to put up with it anymore. Mm-hmm. So kudos to you because it's, that was a, a long mental, time coming. It, it's a mental drain. Yeah. I mean, because I found myself in deep, deep, deep depression. Mm-hmm. Like not wanting to get, like, what did I do wrong? Right. You know, when it was absolutely nothing. You know, blaming myself that, and it was like with me, it was blaming on two hands. It was blaming myself for allowing him to stay and wanting him to stay Mm -hmm. and then blaming myself when I kicked him out and he's out there in the streets and I'm worried, okay, is he going to overdose or, you know, somebody, he's just going to be, somebody's going to find him in the middle of the street. How am I going to explain that to our kids? You know, so it was like a torn in between both, you know? 
Should and he, he stay, knew that. Should he go? Should he stay? Should he go? But he knew that. That's why he was able to work his way in from the garage as well, because he knew that you, oh, it's cold out here. Oh, it's hot out here. Oh, it's this. Oh, it's that. I don't have anything to eat. And he'd be like, she's such a good woman. She, I might have to stay out here for a couple hours, maybe a couple days, but let me hit her at the right time. Exactly. And, and you, you know it. You mm-hmm. know it. <laughs> but that's the you way it goes. It. That's the nature of it. And I, I would hope that you would never, ever, ever blame yourself for anything that happened. Because you're not wrong for loving somebody. You're not wrong for wanting the best for them. You're not wrong for wanting your marriage to work. You're not wrong for having your children's father in the home because there are two little black homes, two little black families that stay together. So you're not wrong for wanting the best for all of those situations. He had to want the best for it too. So I think you did an amazing job because baby, the SE I know. Yeah, she would have had a, a DC number. And um, yeah, or yeah, or been on somebody's death row. So <sighs> I am glad that you have come to share that because so many people hide that they have been in a relationship like that. And it's not anything to hide because everybody knows there's a substance abuse problem that's prevalent in the United States, all over the world, I guess, right now because of one thing or another, be it finances, be it sickness, be it whatever the hell, traumatic experiences from childhood or whatever. Why, we know their their children are still being born because we hear about crack babies in the hospital, but nobody's talking about the relationship and how to get through it and how to manage afterwards. So now that, you know, you guys have parted ways, how do you feel? about yourself and how is it raising your child? Because one doesn't need to be raised. Um, (laughs) The other one's a grown man. So the little cutie, how is that going? How are you taking care of yourself and him? It's stressful sometimes. Mm -hmm. It's stressful, it's lonely, but I look at him and I see that I have to be there for him. I have to be the strong one for him. So I can't wallow in sorrow. I can't wallow in pity. I've got to keep it moving. So it's me and you'll be so proud. I'm journaling. (laughs) So that has helped me a lot. Writing down my feelings. Don't care. It doesn't have to be pretty. It doesn't have to be a whole paragraph and sentence doesn't have to make sense it's just Girl, it don't just write it down how I feel at that moment and everything else mm-hmm. and that has been helping me and keeping busy and for once loving me yes I'm so happy for you yeah I'm so it's, happy it's taken a while but I had to put my first <laughs> did it but I'm so happy it's I mean all of us you know I'm, I'm acting but we go on our own journeys and it takes time even all of those conversations we had walking around the job site all of those meetings we had all that stuff and I used, ooh, I used to be mad at you I want to wring your little neck I did <laughs> I was like oh this girl getting on my nerves but 
I just know everybody does things in their own time. And I always knew at the point where I saw you flourishing in business, I knew personal life wasn't far behind because there is no way you are going to allow yourself and, and being of Caribbean descent as we are, you're not going to stay down for too long. No. And it was just like, okay, it's coming. It's coming. Then when I saw your name pop up, I was like, yes. <laughs> and then I saw the subject matter. I was like, oh, WTF, what? <laughs> I was like, okay, we're going to do this. I knew I was going to catch you off guard with that. Yes. She going to think I'm going to talk about taxes. I'm going to talk about yeah. care. I'm going to talk about something with dealing with financing or being an entrepreneur. Yes. No, no, no. We're talking about letting go and not feeling guilty of walking away from an unhealthy environment, from an unhealthy relationship. And for me, it's, it's, you know, it can be domestic violence emotionally, physically, mentally, you know, it, it can be just someone that's just there just to be there. Right. You're not bringing nothing to the table. It's just breathing your air, just breathing your air. Right. You're not happy with, but you're staying in the relationship because you don't want to be alone. And it's being in love with somebody that's an addict Mm -hmm. that keeps taking, you know, you can do better and you can be by yourself and be happy and love yourself. What? It's going to be hard, but it can be done. It can be. And it's, it's just amazing. I don't think I've seen you smile this much, really. <laughs> it's like, and it's true because my heart used to break really sometimes with our conversations. And I was like, I used to pray because I pray for all my clients. I really do. And I mean, when we transitioned from client coach relationship and then just, just friends, it was just like, yeah, this one, I, I just got to hang on to because this my sister girl, especially with the whole thing about your mom and and it was all so much it's like this is somebody that I know I gotta hang on to and I'm so glad I did because it's it's like watching my baby grow up <laughs> it, it is it really is I'm like this is my girl and Brad always asks about you and it was like yeah and he don't remember nobody's name so I know he gotta like you because he don't he'd be like you know that girl that do that stuff and the girl on the computer because <laughs> He think all my friends live in the computer. So, you know, they live in the computer on my phone, but I commend you. I'm so glad you were here to just share that because you've helped somebody today. And that's, that's, I think you heard my heart in that post because we go through so much and we keep so much inside. And this is the reason why people are down, depressed, anxious, because nobody's talking about it. Because we're scared to talk. And one thing that I realized is that, you know, you know me, I, mm-hmm. I was scared to tell you what was going on with my life. You know, mm-hmm. oh, how are you? Oh, we're doing great. We're doing what? Yeah. You, you put on that funny smile. I got tired of smiling. I exactly. Got tired of the fake smile. Mm-hmm. I got tired of pretending that my life is great. Everything is fine. And holding everything in. Yeah. We can't, we as black women cannot do that. Mm -mm. You're going to explode. You know, we have to talk about it. 
find that one friend that you can talk to that's not going to be judgmental. Mm -hmm. You know, this is what's going on in my life. I don't need you to be judgmental. I just need you to listen. Mm -hmm. I need to take, get it out because sometimes it's good for us to talk it out in order for us to hear what we're saying. Mm -hmm. Yep. You know, and imagine your child or somebody coming to you and telling you that like, okay, okay. And, and you hear yourself saying these things. It's like, would I want this for my child? And what example am I setting? Because you have boys. What example am I setting that they're going to treat their future girlfriends or their future wives like this? Exactly. Is this the household they're going to lead? Yeah. And what those poor women, what am I doing to them? Yep. So that is awesome. So I thank you again, Essie Baines. You're welcome, <laughs> Sophia. Anytime. I love you. And I love you. like I said, I just, it was weighing heavy. And I'm like, it, yes, your, your post came across that you were doing this. And I was like, you know what? Let me just do it. Let I me just do it. No you. thoughts to it. No nothing. Let me just do it. And I'm they see no tears. No tears. I know. <laughs> I know. And I'm like, so let me commend your growth. First and foremost, I am so proud of you. It makes no sense how I'm proud. Like I said, it's like my baby just grew up. <laughs> I, I see my baby. She grown now. She can take care of herself. I don't have to worry so much. And that's a beautiful thing. It really is. And I can't wait to see what the future holds. Yes, ma'am. All right. So, you know, you are family. You can come back anytime to talk about anything because we didn't talk about taxes before. Well, you know, tax season coming up. So I'll be on here again to talk about taxes. You're welcome because I've just seen you globe trotting, girl. But (laughs) thank you again. I'll see you soon. Not a problem, sweetie. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Authentic Wellness Podcast. We've had the conversation. You have the information. The question is, what are you going to do with it? See you in the next episode.